Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am a film critic. I've been writing for my own website, quipster.net, for 20 years now. You can find all of my written work there. Over 3,800 film reviews to read anytime you want. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net's where to go. The Quipster Film Review Podcast takes a look at whatever's currently out in theaters. I try to cover not only the wide releases that you can find podcasts about just about anywhere on iTunes or wherever you're downloading this, but I also cover a lot of smaller films, independent releases, things in limited release, movies that you can only find on VOD or streaming services or even on television. So whatever I think that you, as the listener, might want to know about is what I cover here on the podcast. So I hope that you enjoy the review that I'm about to deliver. This one's in limited release. It's called The Meddler. It stars Susan Sarandon and Rose Byrne. Primarily, there are supporting roles for J.K. Simmons, Gerard Carmichael, Cecily Strong, Michael McKeon, Lucy Punch, John Ritter, and Casey Wilson. It's a PG-13 rated film because of some brief drug content. It's a comedy with a lot of dramatic elements. Some people might call this a dramedy, which is what I guess I'll call it for the purpose of this review. The director and screenwriter is Laureen Scafaria. In the film, Susan Sarandon plays a widowed woman named Marnie Minervini. She currently lives in the Los Angeles area. She's only been here a short time. She originally was from New Jersey, and she went to Los Angeles to be near her daughter, Lori, who has moved there to pursue her career as a screenwriter, currently working on the pilot for a proposed television series. The fact that Marnie's moved to be near her is much to Lori's chagrin because Marnie, without her husband or any friends in the area, is lonely and very doting. She calls and texts her daughter constantly to the point where most of Marnie's attempts have started to go ignored by Lori. And that's resulted in Marnie having to leave lengthy voicemail messages about nothing much in particular, but just wanting to make some sort of connection with someone. As a result, Marnie has gone to other means to try to find someone to talk to, perhaps even to supplant her grief for her deceased husband. She starts babysitting her daughter's friend's children. She even embarks on a very costly wedding for one of Lori's friends. She does all of the planning and all of the funding using the sizable amount of cash that's been left to her by her husband's life insurance. She befriends an employee at the Apple store at the Genius Bar who helps her with her iPhone questions. She also begins visiting a mute and bedridden elderly woman who's ailing in a hospital nearby. And ultimately, she makes friends with a man who is named Zipper. He's a retired local cop who raises chickens up in Topanga Canyon. And he could be a love interest for Marnie if she would ever convince herself that her late husband could ever be replaced in her heart, despite how smitten Zipper seems to be with Marnie. The Meddler is written and directed by Lorraine Scafaria. She received some accolades for her previous film, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, that came out about four years prior to this one. Scafaria's inspiration for this story comes from her own relationship with her real-life mother, She found both the aggravation as well as the sympathy for the mother figure in her film. She draws out the importance of a mother's unconditional love in one's life that often gets taken for granted, including by Laurie in this film. 
and that she does this while also finding the humor in each situation, even through emotionally squishy moments. That makes this film a delight for those who enjoy good indie dramedies about characters who are comical but yet still believable. Now, the look at the grieving process and how it affects Marnie is also astute for this film. Marnie spends so much time trying to not have to think about her own loneliness or the grief that she feels. She has no idea just how long it's been since her husband has been gone. One person mentions the anniversary of Joe, Marnie's deceased husband's death is coming up. Marnie thinks this must be the first anniversary. It actually has been two years since he's been gone. Although Marnie grew up in Brooklyn and followed by living in New Jersey, she seems to enjoy her new life in California. She claims it's just like an amusement park, which she feels is what she needs. This is a world of perpetual distractions. Folks she doesn't know, unlike New Jersey or Brooklyn, which reminds her so much of her husband and their lives that they spent together there. She knows her husband's dead, but doesn't want to ever make it official. She continues to keep his ashes without seeming to make any plans to bury him anywhere. She hasn't even picked out a headstone for his grave, despite Lori's employing her to do so, as well as Joe's side of the family. You know, people can't really visit his grave because she hasn't really done anything with him. And any time that a thought of her deceased husband begins to creep in. She's ready to find something else to keep her from such thoughts. You know, she just needs to continue to converse with somebody. If it's not her daughter who seems to be completely tired of having to deal with her and just wants to have her own life, it's going to be somebody else. And Marnie comes to find that there are actually people receptive to somebody who's willing to lend a hand. Now, not all of the story threads are successful in The Meddler. Laurie's struggles to get over her ex-boyfriend Jacob, played by Jason Ritter. He's some sort of celebrity here that she once got involved with but is yet to get over. This showcases a relationship that doesn't seem really quite defined very well within the course of this movie, and it seems to be somewhat different in dynamic every time it gets reintroduced into the story. Some of the situations are contrived in order to get laughs. There's one involving the question of whether one of the characters is pregnant or not, and there's another one that involves circumstances that result in Marnie scarfing down a whole bag of marijuana and the resultant dazed and confused antics that she engages in due to her rash act. Now, while situations may occasionally seem forced within this film, Scafaria does keep the sitcom reactions to them always grounded. How the characters actually react to these situations feels real, even if the situation itself feels like it's manufactured. And that can only be done with a great lead actress like Susan Sarandon and strong supporting performers around her who are able to fill out their characters with the requisite depth to make them feel like real people, even if we only have a short amount of time with them on the screen. You know, you could nitpick here and there, but by and large, this is still an entertaining film, even with a few quibbles here and there. You know, one thing that did occur to me while watching this movie is while the characters exist in completely different circles and slightly different comedies, at least in terms of tone. It could be funny to see someone as extroverted as Marnie plays in The Meddler pair up with an introvert like Doris from Hello, My Name is Doris that was played by Sally Field. 
you know, they're both older women who are determined to keep their relevancy during a time after the death of someone that they've come to rely on for most of their lives. Both Susan Sarandon and Sally Field in their respective roles in these kinds of movies, they show why they've been considered top-notch actresses for decades. They both effectively show vulnerability and the ability to elicit a great deal of sympathy for their often corrosive behavior. Perhaps the worst faults among both of these characters is that they need someone, anyone, to love without condition, and that will cause you as the viewer to wonder if we should really see such behavior as any kind of fault at all in this uncaring and self-centered world. You actually come to like these characters, even though a lot of their actions cause a somewhat either irritation or perhaps even outright harm to the people around them. Now, despite its somewhat misleading title, The Meddler seems more apropos for a broader, more stereotypical kind of comedy. I do think that the film remains a pleasant enough comedy throughout, mostly because the characters are extremely enjoyable and the situations are relatable. The Meddler succeeds as a picture of the constricting, suffocating effects of unresolved grief because Scafaria's intentions are pure and her approach is compassionate for her characters. There are no bad guys in this movie. And Marnie, as the meddler, remains someone to empathize with, even when her actions lead to doing more harm than good to those other characters who are also good-hearted people around her. She truly does mean well, as the saying goes. And by the end of the film, you'll find that it reiterates, and maybe even likely inspired, considering he was probably making this movie at the time in which he made the speech, J.K. Simmons, during his Oscar acceptance speech for Whiplash, encouraged his audience, not only in the theater in front of him, but also to the billions of people watching in the world, to call their moms, call their dads, tell them you love them, and thank them, and listen to them for as long as they want to talk to you. Definitely, that's the kind of thing that this movie will inspire. It obviously must have inspired J.K. Simmons, and I think that this is a great film that celebrates mothers and what they mean to children and and actually is a good reminder for children to realize the kind of unconditional love that mothers can bring to your life. And as annoying as they can be, to never forget to appreciate what they do for not only you, but for your friends and the people in your life. Not everybody wants a mother who meddles in every aspect of their lives, but at the same time, I think everybody does want a mother who cares enough to want the best for you. So I'm giving The Meddler three and a half stars out of four. I do think it's a charmer, and I was actually quite affected by it. It's not a a hilarious knee-slapping comedy. You know, don't go into this expecting you're going to get a gut-busting performances. It'll make you smile. It'll make you chuckle once in a while. It'll make you tear up at a few moments. And at the end of it, it gives you enough to think about and something to relate to. And I think that you will carry away something with you, something to remember. And you will probably want to pick up that phone and call your mom. Three and a half stars goes to The Meddler. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you want to support this show, I do encourage you to leave a kind word wherever you can. iTunes is the best place to do it because that's where most people do download their podcasts. But any place else you want to, let other people know that this is a show that's worth checking out if you want to find out the latest in films. 
Also, if you want to write to me directly, you can do so by going to my website. You'll find my contact information there, as well as links to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page, and as I mentioned, over 3,800 film reviews to read anytime, covering most major releases since 1996, as well as smaller films, but also classic films as well. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you do enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 